Chapter Forty Five of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Forty Five. A Town Cleverly Taken. About an hour after the capture of Curl's party a body of horse numbering over a hundred might have been seen descending the Cayman towards monmouth the fury of the storm had worn itself out the downpour of rain being succeeded by a drizzle while the lightning only flickered faintly and at long intervals the thunder muttering low and distant but the darkness was deep as ever and the horsemen rode down the steep incline at a slow creeping pace as if groping their way in silence too neither word of command nor note of bugle directing their march had there been light enough to give a good view of them it might have been guessed that something other than the darkness and difficulty of the path was causing them to advance in this noiseless deliberate manner for at their head would have been seen curl himself no prisoner now on parole or otherwise but with sword restored and in every way acting as their commanding officer and by his side one who carried a troop flag with a crown upon its field the same which had been left behind by the escaped cornet the captured troopers were there too as at first glance any one would suppose forming a half score files in front of the marching line with a like number in rear only in seeming however only their uniforms and equipments for they themselves were at that moment shut up in a cellar of high meadow house where benedict hall had erst incarcerated many a rebel and recusant a different set of men were now wearing their doublets and carrying their accoutrements in the descent of the cayman hill and any one familiar with the faces of sir richard walwyn's foresters would have recognized some forty of them thus partially disguised with nigh twice as many more in their uniforms there the last apparently disarmed and conducted as prisoners their place being central in the line in rear of all was the knight himself with his new troop captain harley sergeant wild and hubert the trumpeter constituting the file immediately in front of them all four as the others seemingly without arms that his oddly composed cohort had some strategic scheme in view was evident from the cautious silence in which they advanced and at intervals curl reining his horse to one side would wait till the rearmost file came up then after exchanging a word or two with colonel walwyn spur back to his place in the lead thus noiselessly they descended the long winding slope but when near its bottom and within some three or four hundred yards of the bridge all was changed the troopers began to talk to one another curl himself having given them the cue loudly and boisterously with a tone of boasting their speech interspersed with peals of light joyous laughter all this meant for the ears of those on guard at the bridge gate a sufficiently strong force was stationed there and with fair vigilance were they guarding it for although massey had been reported as on hurried return to gloucester the fugitive cornet having found his way back had brought with him a different tale afoot and delayed 
by losing his way he had but just passed over the bridge and on to the castle after saying some words that left the guard in a state of alarm it was more bewilderment as the men seemingly so merry drew near invisible through the pitch-like darkness at least a hundred there must be as told by the pattering of their horses hoofs on the firm causeway curl's scouting party had gone out not half this number yet there was curl himself talking and laughing the loudest many of the guard officers and soldiers knew his voice well and could not be mistaken about it what then meant the sooner return of the coronet without his standard and with a tale of disaster had he retreated from a conflict still undecided afterwards ending in favour of the royalist forces it might be so by this the approaching party had got nearly up to the gate in front of which the causeway showed a wide gap and through it far below the fluttered river surging angrily on the officer in command of the guard was about to call out who comes when anticipated by a hail from the opposite side pronounced in tone of demand hoy over there let the drawbridge down for whom curl and party we've taken prisoners threescore roundheads and sent as many more to kingdom come be quick and let us in we're soaking wet and hungry as wolves but colonel curl doubtingly objected the officer your cornet has just passed in with a report that you and your party were made prisoners how is it oh he's got back has he interrupted the ready curl though for an instant nonplussed the coward and double scoundrel telling such a tale to screen himself why he dropped his standard at sight of the enemy and skulked off before we had come to blows ah i'll make short work of it with him while he was speaking there came a flash of lightning more vivid than any that had late preceded bright enough and sufficiently prolonged for the soldiers on guard to see those on the other side of the chasm throughout the whole extended line in front some fourscore files of curl's light horse whose uniform was well known with a like number in the rear and between with heads drooped and looking dejected the prisoners he had spoken of the spectacle seemed to prove his words true under the circumstances who could think them false who suspect him of treason not the officer in command of that guard anyhow who without further hesitation or parley gave orders for the lowering of the bridge down it went and over it rode a hundred and odd men counting the supposed royalists and their unarmed prisoners but soon as inside the gate all seemed to be armed prisoners as well as escort the former suddenly bristling with weapons which they had drawn from under their doublets to the cry for god and parliament the opposing shout for god and the king was stifled almost soon as raised the bridge guard being instantly overpowered many of them cut down and killed outright then a larger and heavier force that had been following down the Cayman hill massey's main body came on at full gallop over the drawbridge and through the gate there taking up the cry god and parliament they went rattling on through the streets of the town clearing them of all hostile opposition and capturing everybody who showed a rag of royalist uniform 
when the morning sun rose over monmouth from its castle turrets floated a flag very different from that hitherto waving there the glorious standard of liberty had displaced the soiled and blood-stained banner of the steward's kings End of chapter forty five recording by john brandon